What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Guava Girl podcast. Today is Valentine's Day, and it's not going to be Valentine's Day when you're listening to this. However, that does not mean I don't have a Valentine for you. Call this a delayed Valentine. Call it what you will. But I have a very special, special, a very special message for you. I have a very special, God, it's, you know, when you're just annoyed by yourself sometimes, that's me like 23. 36, um, not 24 7, because sometimes I like myself, but 23 6, I am pretty annoyed myself by myself. However, uh, today's Valentine's Day, and I know it's not going to be Valentine's Day when you're listening to this, uh, but good news all the Valentine's Day candy is going to be on sale. So go hop over to your Walgreens or your CVS and go grab some and listen to this podcast. That'd be super fun. Calories are fun, okay? They're not evil. Calories are my best friend. So Again, kind of segueing. I'm getting a little bit off topic here. I have a very special Valentine for you listening. And if you're on my email list, you did get this Valentine in your inbox. But if you're not, I still have something very special to say to you. And the Guava Girl tribe is strong. Like, I cannot believe the Guava Girl tribe is thriving, growing every single day. And everyone is, like, coming up to me, coming up to my team members, like, I'm a Guava Girl. I'm a Guava Girl. And it's it's so amazing. And there's different types of Guava Girls, too, right? There's Guava Girls who are single. There's Guava Girls who are, you know, in a relationship with Netflix. And I have a Valentine for every single Guava Girl listening to this podcast. And even though it's not Valentine's anymore, this message still holds true. So, This Valentine is for the single as fuck guava girl, and it is roses are red, violets are blue. Don't worry, honey. It's 100% okay to be in a relationship with food. And, you know, that was me. I'm still kind of in a relationship with food. Don't tell my boyfriend, but that's for you, single AF guava girl. And this is for the guava girl who is low-key, low-key, you know this is you, okay? This is low-key if you're dating an asshole. And... We can totally have another podcast episode about relationships. Be sure to send me a DM if you really want that. But this is for the guava girl who's low-key dating an asshole. And I write, girl, what the F are you doing? I love you and I understand, but your light should not be dimmed by a man who won't support you and your scary AF goals. Reach out to me if you need someone to talk to. And if he forgets to buy you chocolates today, dump his ass for good. Okay? Because if he doesn't buy you chocolates, that obviously means that he doesn't love you because unless you don't like chocolate, but you know what I'm trying to say, okay? If you're low-key doing an asshole, you know if you are. Come to me, come to, come to, I'm your best friend. I honestly give the best dating advice and we do talk a little bit about that in this episode with Anna, Um, but that is for you. And then next girl, the next guava girl is the girl in a non-toxic loving relationship. This is me. You know, I'm in a non-toxic loving relationship. I love you, Victor. He doesn't listen to my podcast, but I love you. And I write, hey, queen, I bet you kissed a lot of ugly frogs before you got your perfect man. Whenever you're slightly annoyed by your partner, just remember, at least he texts you back. That is all, okay? And I know I know, we have boyfriends. I know they get on our nerves and we go into a thriving bitch mode sometimes, but we love them. Don't forget the love. Don't forget that this guy is, is amazing. And if you don't acknowledge that, then, oh my God, you're going to have to be single again. And what a nightmare that would be, huh? 
And lastly, this is for the guava girl. I think every single girl listening to this podcast uh, falls under this category, but this is for the guava girl who's in a relationship with Netflix and her growing business. And I write, oof, you must work so hard. Please do me a favor and put on your most expensive lingerie. And yes, period panties count. And if you don't know what period panties are, um, I don't relate to you at all, but <laughs> order a size large pad tie tonight and get your favorite spring rolls, you know, get all the sides, doesn't matter, Pay extra tip the delivery driver because you deserve it. And side note, uh, whenever I order food online and it has like delivery instructions for driver, driver instructions, I always write follow your dreams just in case, just in case they need a reminder. I'm not like, oh, ring the door two times or beware of dog. I'm like, follow your dreams. Um, but I am super excited about today's episode. My good friend, Anna. Anna is the founder of Brand Up, which is a brand design studio that I have hired for online entrepreneurs. And Anna is actually the only designer that actually specializes specializes in custom Kajabi sites. If you guys ever use Kajabi um, or have never heard of it, that's what I use for my website. I get a lot of questions about who built my website and it's Anna from BrandUp. And she is so, such a genius in storytelling and psychology that drives high ticket sales. Anna is based out of sunny Los Angeles and her design studio specializes in brand development, custom web design development and Instagram strategy. So she's also an IG queen. She is a creative and also a complete business strategist, which is a rare find because she's like both type A and type B. Anna also recognizes the value of brand building at all stages of a business. And I'm talking directly to you, Guava Girl, who's like, I started my business two days ago. Why don't I have clients yet? What the fuck am I doing wrong? Do I need a logo? This episode is perfect for you. Anna has 12 years of experience in the brand and marketing space. She has worked with big brands like Suja Juice and Interscope Records. So she has that startup experience. Um, we share that um, in, in a little bit in the podcast episode you're about to listen to. And she knows a thing or two about building brands and audiences with both a bit boke with both a big budget and little to no budget. So the girl who's like, I have $3 to spend on a logo. Um, what do I do? Anna has amazing advice for you. I am super excited about this podcast podcast episode. But before we get into the podcast episode, it's time to announce the Guava Girl of the Week. And if you don't know what the Guava Girl of the Week is, it is my homegirl. She's my best friend. We are Instagram besties. And one day when I have the first Guava Getaway, which is going to happen in 2019, at some point, I promise, I'm thinking about the Dominican Republic. We can get a big fancy mansion. We'll have really pretty bikinis and like super elaborate drinks and Mai Tais and whatever all the how you guys want, but the Guava Getaway is going to be happening very, very soon. Uh, but the, the Guava Girl of the Week this week is Lindsay Windsor, and she writes on, so I didn't even say, I think you guys listen to the podcast, but the Guava Girl of the Week is my favorite homegirl who writes a iTunes review on the Guava Girl podcast app. Wait, we don't have an app. On the iTunes app, uh, leaves a review for the Guava Girl podcast, and I go ahead and rip apart their Instagram to shred. So I will go ahead and audit your Instagram profile, give you some brutally honest advice about how how to make it more sellable, how to make it more, you know, attractive to your ideal client that everyone seems to still be having issues getting in front of. And this Guava Girl of the Week is Lindsay Windsor, and she writes... This podcast has been such an incredibly valuable resource in the inspiring entrepreneur. 
that has just began the process to grow her business. I love that, Lindsay. Isabella is very knowledgeable and gives a ton of actionable steps to help you in your business and grow your social media in order to reach more people to help. Damn, Lindsay, it's like you got me in a nutshell. That's exactly what I do. Thank you. I love for you to review my IG and give me tips to improve. My handle is Lindsay underscore Windsor underscore fitness. Very clear. Like it. Thank you for what you do. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for leaving that podcast review. Let's go into Instagram. So her um, Instagram handle is Lindsay spelled L-I-N-D-S-E-Y underscore. Sorry, I'm like typing it as I as I narrate. I'm not very good at that. Lindsay dot underscore Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R, underscore fitness. In case you want to follow along, I'm going to follow you back, Lindsay. Okay, Lindsay Windsor, online coach. Perfect. Also really like your profile picture. It's really cute. Maybe something a little bit more high quality. Maybe something um, not too iPhone-y. I think put your best picture as your profile picture. No sunglasses. Making severe eye contact. That Tyra Banks eye contact. Oh, my God. You are so cute, Lindsay. I love your profile. Okay, let's keep reading. Build strength, move forward. Okay, cool. I'm not super clear on what that means, but I'm picking up what you're putting down. I teach women how to stop bullshit diets, or she writes BS diets, transform their body and level up their mindset. Okay, so this is actually a really great opportunity to tell you guys what an I help statement is. I actually just wrote a mini training on what your I help statement on Instagram should have. Um, I just shared this with my Guava Boss Mastermind students, which is opening up for enrollment as you're listening to this podcast episode. So I am very excited. Go ahead to my website, www.isabellasilverio.com to apply. Um, but I just wrote for my Guava Boss Mastermind students what it really takes to write an I help statement. And it takes three components. So the first component is who do you help, right? What kind of person are you helping? This could be new moms, women eating women with eating disorders. Um, it can't just be women. Like what type of women are you speaking to? It could be online coaches, fitness newbies, couples. Who are they? That is going to go into your I help statement first. Second thing is how do you help them? What is your methodology behind helping these people? What are you teaching them? Is it are you teaching them to be comfortable in their own skin? Are you teaching them how to grow their followers, ditch their limiting beliefs? Um, you see on Lindsay that you're teaching women how to stop bullshit diets, okay? But then you don't. You have the missing component, which is missing, um, which is component number three. Component number three is what is the result of them working with you? So you have level up their mindset. That's not enough of a visceral result. So what will your ideal client gain from working with you? That is a visceral, tangible result with emotion attached, right? That, um, this is where a lot of people go wrong. People are like, oh, I teach my, you know, I help so-and-so to do this so that way they can live their best life. If I keep seeing live your best life in an Instagram bio, I think I'm going to just like be an ostrich and put my head in the ground because live your best life is not a result, right? You know why? Because your ideal client has their own idea of what living their best life looks like. My ideal client, their ideal living their best life is working at home in their laundry with no bra on, forgetting to brush their teeth and making like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month. That's my ideal clients living their best life. So that's what I would put in my Instagram bio. Um, living their best life can mean a ton of different things. It can mean gambling every single day. It can mean living in a nudist community, eating Twinkies 24-7. So you want to know what does your ideal client's best life look like? And that is a result that you want to put in there, Lindsay. So 
So that's some advice for the high help statement. Um, results, not restrictions. I love that. I love how you have an apply CTA. Maybe make that CTA a little bit stronger. Like, why should they apply? Uh, maybe, like, apply to ditch the diet for good, something like that. Clean up these highlights, Lindsay. What are you doing? Clean them up. Put a cute little... Use branding. This is actually episodes perfect for you because we talk a lot about branding. Um, okay, I love your pictures. Your, your content is really good. Looks like your engagement is good. You're getting... Excuse me. Whoa, burping. I hasn't I haven't burped on the podcast in a while. Hello, um, Lindsay. It looks like your content is really good. I'm actually a pretty big fan. Looks like you're breaking up your captions. Your pictures are good. I th I see that you're improving as um, as you get better and better, which is super important. And you're a horse girl. Use that. You fucking love horses. Be like make a highlight all about horses. Um, and it's really really sweet. Your mom. I love this story. You have a lot of personality behind you, and I would love to actually see you apply for the Guava Boss Mastermind. No tea, no shade. Um, I think you would you know get a lot of results from working with me. So that's just my honest opinion. That's what you guys listen to this podcast for. So that's what that is. Um, but thank you so much, Lindsay, for leaving a review on the podcast. If you want me to give you some amazing advice about your Instagram profile, please go ahead and leave a review on the podcast in the purple iTunes app. Um, there is uh, it really does help this podcast get bigger. I've mastered the Instagram algorithm. I have not mastered the iTunes algorithm, but I do know that reviews do help. If you don't want to leave a review, please at least leave five stars. And let's hop into this episode with Miss Anna. She's absolutely incredible. And I'll see you guys in the episode. Bye. Hi there. My name is Isabel Silverio, entrepreneur, feminist, dog mom, and founder of Guava Empowerment. And this is a Guava Girl podcast where we empower women to think entrepreneurially and creatively so they may lead the extraordinary life they never thought possible. I am so thrilled that you found my podcast and I cannot express how thankful I am that you're here. So welcome to the Guava Girl podcast. I started my company from a janitor's closet of a tiny apartment to help women like you unlock their potential of creating the lifestyle and career of their dreams. Let me share with you this. Here you will find the good, the bad, and most importantly, the real inside look of what it's like to work for yourself and feel empowered by doing it. We talk about growing your following on social media, building a personal brand, and what it is like being a woman in startup culture. This is the Guava Girl Podcast, so let's get started. As many of you know, I have been working tirelessly on figuring out how exactly the Instagram algorithm works, how often it updates, how to get the most out of it and come out on top, and most importantly, how to make the algorithm work for you and not against you. A lot of people believe that the Instagram algorithm is out to get them. It's dreaded, they hate it, it's a big spooky monster, and they blame their low engagement and lack of followers on the algorithm, where in fact, it's just a computer, a big man-made computer that is kind of fully aware of your addiction to the app. But on the other hand, it wants to make it a nice, fun space for you so that way you keep coming back, and let's face it, we always come back to Instagram. But if you're an online coach, an entrepreneur, or maybe an influencer or blogger using Instagram for your business or side hustle, you often find yourself extremely attached to the numbers, number of followers, number of likes, comments, DMs, the vanity metrics go on and on. You want more real followers who are going to be obsessed with you and your content, but you're really struggling. 
I hear you, my friend, and I'm here to present to you a long-awaited, long-researched, and long-tested and proven product that I know is going to take your Instagram to the next level in 2019. I am so thrilled to finally release the Instagram Engagement Treasure Chest, a comprehensive, in-depth ebook on the latest trends and proven strategies that will grow your audience by the hundreds, like hundreds, <laughs> overnight. I'm not kidding. I had a lot of test bunnies with this product before launching, and the results have been absolutely remarkable. My friend Susan gained like 150 followers in like three hours. She went from having 800 followers to over 1,000 in less than two hours, and it was absolutely insane. And along with the ebook is a 2019 Instagram algorithm forecast. I named it the treasure chest because that is exactly what this product is, you guys. Buried treasure of unique Instagram growth insights that I promise you will not find anywhere else. Not in my content, not on Pinterest, not in this podcast. This has been cooking in my Instagram laboratory for months, getting it absolutely perfect for launch. You guys like that laboratory? Do you see me in a little white coat and some test tubes? That, that was me for months, you guys. Inside the engagement treasure chest are content hacking methods, five expert overnight growth hacks, proven growth hacks, and an easy to implement engagement calendar to keep you on track, as well as a 2019 algorithm and trends forecast designed to skyrocket your Instagram numbers and ideal audience. And of course, the one thing that we all care about, the bottom line, income for your business. This is not just another ebook. I don't want this to be a useless download taking up space in your hard drive. I respect you and I respect your precious computer storage, but this is an Instagram Bible that you can reference time and time again. And it is available now at isabellasilverio.com slash engagement treasure chest. The best part is that I recorded video trainings running you through the ebook on how to exactly use the expert secret growth hacks that no one else knows about. You are going to have the upper hand and find tremendous ROI with the engagement treasure chest, I guarantee. So if you want to finally have the algorithm work for you, or even if you want to just boost your already thriving engagement and have even more of an audience falling in love with your content, this ebook is for you. I don't want to reveal too much about what's inside because again, it's a buried Instagram treasure. So go ahead, grab the treasure chest ebook now on my website, www.isabellasilverio.com slash engagement treasure chest, or use a link in my bio. But of course, use the code guavagirl at checkout, G-U-A-V-A-G-I-R-L for some dollar bills off. Now let's hop into this episode. Hello, Anna. It's so good to have you today on the show. I, I'm so happy we're actually recording one of our conversations because I feel like every True. time I talk to you, the people need to hear it. So Yeah, this is our final one time. So here we have Anna. It's Nassari, right? Nassari? Yeah. Okay, Nassary. thank God. Nailed it. I, I hate coming <laughs> off as like an uncultured swine on my podcast. <laughs> Uh, but we have Miss Anna Nasri, and she, we have been working together for quite some time now. And like what she mentioned earlier, every single time we do a Zoom call, just like the best golden nuggets come out that we're just like, we have to record a podcast together. My audience needs to learn from you. No one knows what the fuck that they're doing when it comes to branding on Instagram, on their websites, on their products. And Anna is a branding design genius. I have literally never met someone more type A, more design brand worthy, and just has an eye for what looks good and what is going to make you a fuck ton of money. So 
I present to you, Anna. It's so good to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. And that is so sweet, Isabella. I am blushing. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, go ahead. So today, this is obviously the Guava Girl podcast where uh, the audience is always looking for as many golden nuggets as possible. And But before we really dive into defining your audience and really building out sales pages or just like starting at the basics with like a logo, brand colors, things that most people um, are really excited about when it comes to building a business. Before we kind of go into that, I really just want to dive and learn more about you because we both have a similar background that we both worked in startups. We both are very independent and we're very free thinkers. And what is it that we both require like masculine energy and like a relationship (laughs) and things like that? So yeah. how about you tell me a little bit about where you come from, where you started, some of your background, like start, you know, wherever you're comfortable with, but like, if there's a story that sticks out to you from childhood or adulthood, just like give it to us. Okay. So, um, I think, I think you kind of nailed my description. I am very <laughs> much so I'm, I'm a highly type A person, but I think to be in this space, I've definitely mastered like left brain, right brain, right? Because I'm Can very you tell much the so... difference. Can you tell us the difference between like type A, type B, left brain, life brain to the people who don't know on the podcast? So basically left brain, right brain would be like the kid that's really good at calculus versus the kid that's really good at literature or the arts, right? So mm-hmm. one is one is a very analytical, strategic, mathematical numbers you know, end result kind of thinking and the others more like you're in the clouds and you're thinking visual design, you're thinking music, all that fun Mm -hmm. stuff. Just that's more your creative side. So it's creative versus analytical, let's call it. Okay, cool. (laughs) But I grew up with both of my parents being very creative. So my dad was an artist and an architect. And then my mom actually, as much as she was creative, like in her free time, she, you know, she was, uh, she was a business banker. So Mm -hmm. she kind of taught me everything about like, the way I think now about being strategic about things. So I think that kind of morphed me into who I am today. And I think a good comparison for this too is like for for many of you out there that have dealt with like web web designers or web developers, like people get confused. You know, if you're just starting out, you're like, uh, I need somebody to make a website. So like oftentimes if you're on a budget, you find somebody that's both a developer and a designer and at a low budget, you don't often come out with a good end result because it's very difficult for one person to be like a wizard developer clean coder and then also crush it with visual design yeah so that's kind of yeah and there's also so many people who aren't even thinking about like my design we I hired brand up which is your design company and agency and I before I had a full developed website including coding and you know random language I don't know how to use. Um, there's websites like Wix and WordPress. And like, what are your thoughts on people just beginning their career journey on using those sites? Because that's kind of, or even lead pages for that matter. Yeah. So I'm all about it. I'm all about rolling up your sleeves in the beginning and getting it done yourself. I think the caveat with that is you got to do the work. You got to do the work. You got to know who you're serving. You have to have a good feel for like, okay, you know, if I can't hire somebody to do my website right now, what are the best practices? What's, how am I going to absolutely crush it at this in my industry? And the way you kind of do that is like, honestly, look at your competitors, look at your competition, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially like 
I'll use a random example. Let's say you're a candle company and you're, you know, you're making candles in your kitchen. Look at like Voluspot or Diptyque or like look at one of the big candle companies and look at how they position themselves. Look at how their websites are, are set up, or how they're structured mm-hmm. and kind of don't replicate the design or the copy, but replicate the str- like the eyes in which they built it. You know, is the hero mm-hmm. shot like, are there human elements in it? Are there not? Is it, you know, is the copy written in first person? Is it written in third person? Like, mm. pick up on those elements and then make your own unique version. But I think that does require you to kind of dive in and do the work. And a lot mm. of people, you know, if you're making candles, you might, you might not be the best copywriter and you might not be, you know, on top of like online marketing and all these other things. But I think, you know, dive in there. Like, I think it's totally... I think it's totally okay to to kind of to to do the to really DIY those things. Mm, is that kind of what you would describe your early stage? Could you go in a little bit more of like your early stages of your career and rolling your sleeves up? I love how you use that reference. Could you dive yes. us take us back? Like like let's like I want to go back. I want to know how you started, girl, because I cannot believe the empire you've built in the design agency world and serve like high, high level coaches and high brands. How did it all start? Thank you, love. Um, well, I've been in, I've been in this space for goodness. I'm going to age myself <laughs> for no, 12 years. So um, I, I, I'm 31 right now. I, um, I went to school for PR actually, because I've always been, you know, I've always, I've always been a writer. So mm-hmm. uh I've always, I thought I was going to go to school for journalism. I loved writing. I always crushed it at writing essays. Like kids used to pay me to write for them. And even (laughs) in the early days of Instagram, I was like super early adopter of that. And people used to ask me to, my friends would always ask me to write their captions. And my friends Mm -hmm. always ask me like, Hey, what should I, like, what should I message this guy on Bumble? Or like, what should I talk to this guy back? Oh, I did that too. Yeah, I am like the texting, like I am so good at communication. I know exactly what to say. And like, that really served me when I was dating on online apps. And like, (laughs) like, I feel like online dating when you're using Tinder or Bumble or whatever else is out there. It's like a game of who can care less. Like, yeah, like, I'm just gonna like, oh, he took 30 minutes to respond. I'm gonna take an hour. Oh, he took two hours. I'm gonna take four hours. And it's just like, oh, my God, like, it's literally it's a dance. It's a dance. It's a, man. It's a dance where everyone like their backs are turned to each other. And like, mm-hmm. if the first person to turn around loses, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's my thoughts on online dating. I'm so blessed that I don't have to like go back into that. Same, same. Oh I'm blessed. But at the same time, I live vicariously through my friends that are, oh, true. I think, yeah, it's priceless. It's great yeah. seeing that from far away. <laughs> yeah. You have, um, so you, your friends ask you to write their Tinder messages or Bumble messages. And then you, you kind of, what made you want to just design yes. like websites so and start an agency. Yeah. So when, by the time I graduated college, you know, like I said, I, I went to school for PR and my first, uh, my first internship out of college was at Interscope Records. And that to me was like, oh my gosh, I've made it. We're fucking Interscope. <laughs> I made you know? it. <laughs> we were working on like Justin Bieber's tour and like pitching me on it. So I worked in their, um, in their pop department. Mm, and did you meet anyone? Being, Unfortunately, I I met some excellent people in LA that I think, um, I think a lot of the, and I'll get back to this later, but the reason why I came back to LA is because of my network here. Mm. You know, I think being in, um, being in my space and being in LA and, um, you know, and I think 
being strategic about the clients uh, and the, that I want to represent. I think being here has been great, but I met a lot of like my foundational peeps at Interscope. So awesome. uh, even, do you, do you know who Pizza Slime is? Of, of course not. Who is that? Oh my God. Oh, please Pizza's, look him up on Instagram. Pizza please. Slime? Pizza Slime. The people know who he is. He's like the this. People. Yeah, just Pizza my Slime. People? Okay, hold on. I'm this. is this like a meme account? This is a meme account. Kind of, it's a meme account. Yeah, so I met <laughs> it sounds like a meme account. <laughs> Nick, the uh, the founder of that, who if you live in LA, you know you know what Erewhon is. Every time I go to Erewhon, I see Nick. But I met oh, him yeah. at Aeroscope, so that in itself. <laughs> that anyway, that my uh, network is so. Uh, what was it? My network is so valuable yes, here. I know, I know I the owner of meme account. <laughs> Like, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Point proven. Um, so uh, one thing, I actually read a book out of college. It was called The New Rules of PR and Marketing. And this, you know, again, I think this was almost 10 years ago. And this was that transition from when traditional media and PR was no longer like, oh, I'm a company. I'm going to pay, you know, and throw out this press release to get my mm. to get the word out there that I just launched a new set to my candle line right mm -hmm. so that used to be the old school way of marketing and now which was PR and then at that stage it started transitioning over to blogging social media and back then social media was like Twitter you know Twitter and like Facebook and things like that yeah. so it was different but it was the new it was the emergence of social media and putting your own press releases out there so that kind of mm -hmm. you know and I don't want to step on any toes for any of you women that are in the PR realm, which I do have a lot of respect for, but I, I saw that I was like, dude, I want to be in this other space of like getting my own message out there. Does that make sense? Instead of like oh, of that very like inverted triangle or inverted pyramid style writing, which was, you know, journalism and press releases versus like, oh, hey, I can be witty. I can be fun. I have personality and pair that with yeah. visual design. But it really did take me almost, you know, I this last decade, I, um, after Interscope, I worked with a couple of other bigger brands like Suja Juice included. And then um, I spent the last six years working at uh, startups in Silicon yeah. Valley. And I worked at early stage, super scrappy startups. And I also worked at very well-funded startups, like 50 million and above. And mm -hmm. it was, so, it was, I feel like I got my MBA working at the scrappy startups because I was able to see like, what worked, what stuck, and like the science, the art and the science of building a brand from the ground up and rolling up your sleeves. So mine, did you find that when you were working at startups, like the guys who were there, like the, like the $50,000 guys are literally the same as $50 million guys. Like they dress the same, they talk the same. They just, yeah. it's just like, they it's all, so crazy. They hundred percent, hundred percent. They all wear, they all wear like Birkenstock you know, sandals. Logo. Yeah, their little logo hoodies. Mm -hmm. like, that's it. Um, they have like, their laptops. Lenovo laptops, and they have exactly. like their their like super like grown out head of hair, and just look like they rolled out of bed. And I'm like, I feel like I embrace that side of myself so much because I was a part of startups. And like you, Anna, like you guys can't see her, but she looks so put together and beautiful. I look Thank like you. a hot mess and I'm wearing my boyfriend's boxers while recording. <laughs> like I am so startup. People don't even know. Like I am, I haven't left this blue couch all day. I've just been like working and like, I'm in, I'm in startup mode. How do you incorporate that startup mode mentality 
over the course of your days and your weeks, um, you know, day to day? Oh my goodness. So I think the culture of working in a startup, whether it's, you know, you're brand new, you have no funding or you're a bigger company, they all try to, they, they all try to have the same, the same culture, you know, that culture of like taking care of your employees, the culture of, um, you know, open doors, the culture of collaboration and definitely the casual look of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think working at all, all the startups that I worked at, it was actually really funny. So you'd go into the office and it's very like, there are no windows. It's not a nine to five. Yeah. You can go, you can get in at six if you want. And then, you know, you can leave at two or three or vice versa. And like, it was funny because all of our engineers would always come rolling in at like 2 p.m. You oh, know, yeah. they'd look like they just woken up and they'd be like, and they're, they'd always be like, oh yeah, I was playing video games until five o'clock. Yeah. It's but you know what? There were some, there were some of the most hardest working humans I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And they were able to thrive in that environment where they're allowed to go to sleep whenever the fuck they wanted and roll into work whenever, as long as they got the work done. And I mm -hmm. think that can, that is such a testament to like, to harboring that culture of like, you know, hey, Isabella works best like this. She works best in her sweats on her couch. So you know what? Let's let her do that. Let's let her work remotely a few days out of the week because she crushes it, you know? And I think taking care of people and that open communication, but it's, it's tough because there is a shadow side to that too. And I think, oh yeah, I'm sure you can attest to this, but having boundaries, having like work-life boundaries. And for mm. me, I, I told myself last week, has it gone very, very well so far that I wouldn't have my laptop on my couch. <gasps> now at the end of the night what? when I'm sitting and watching TV, I'm like, I energetically just feel tense on my couch. <laughs> you oh, know, and it's just, the same couch you watch TV on. Yeah. Oh, it's like my I have four couches. <laughs> I have four couches. So my I don't. mind is blown. Okay. I you like have a, have a work couch. I have my my podcast and meetings couch. <laughs> <laughs> which is the one I'm on right now. I have a lunch couch, which my dog is on currently right over there. <laughs> I have a TV couch and I have, and you know, they're not like, they're like love seat couches, but yeah, yeah, you definitely I'm can't work. It. You can't work at the same space that you relax. Um, mm -hmm. I only work from bed when I'm like on my period or oh, I just yeah. am just over it. Like I'm like, I can't even <laughs> I can't even make it into work yeah. today, like in my living room. I'll just yeah, work Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, they think having that and also, you know, I think with tech nowadays, it's like we're all connected. We all have fucking, you know, Apple watches that I notify know. you in the middle of the night if you have, if you get a Slack message or whatnot. Ooh, and I, think, I do not have an Apple watch. <laughs> and I think I've, I've now set, set boundaries for myself where I keep my phone on airplane mode from 8 p.m until uh like 8 a.m so that 12-hour window where That's I wouldn't crazy. even see any notifications and I actually learned this from Danica Brishna I don't know how to say her last name but the CEO of Model Meals if you guys oh, don't cool. follow her on Instagram she's what is Model easily Meals? one of my favorites this line OMG Model, Model Meals is a, <laughs> Meals. It's, it's a meal delivery <laughs> it's a whole 30 meal meal delivery uh system I, I think it's yeah it's Model nationwide Meals? It's, oh yeah it's really good oh I see but it okay cool Danica Danica's a she's like a, a you know plus size model she has a beautiful story beautiful background I learned a lot about like my morning routine and all that from her she has a lot of uh, blog posts about it actually mm -hmm. but uh I'd but, love to yeah. spend some time on this because I feel a lot of the guava girls listening they are either stressing out about working on their business every day because they have a 
nine to five, or they are a slave to their clients, or they are a slave to Slack, Instagram, Facebook, and they're kind of just like, where do I shut off? Like, where's the line between, hey, I showed up for my business. Oh, shit. Wait, I didn't. Now I have to like engage for 30 minutes, but it's like eight o'clock at night. What advice would you give to them, to the girl who's like, I feel like I have to show up all the time, but I'm getting drained out, but I'm also not seeing the results I want. What would you tell them? Absolutely. Well, I think that is a deep, a deep seated issue. I don't want to call it an issue, but it's a deep seated girl. Thing. You so got think- issues. <laughs> it's an issue. <laughs> it's an issue. So I think, uh, and I think this is definitely a similarity between you and I is we're, we're overachievers, right? So I think, I think having that association with the external validation mm-hmm. really fuels that. And I think that takes a lot of I know this is very overused and you see it left and right, but it's almost like self-love. You know, you have to like mm. tell yourself like, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm good. I'm great. I'm, I'm safe. I'm fine. I, you know, I deserve happiness. And then from there, let your work and what you do for a career fuel that, you know, let it be a part of that, but don't let that be the main thing. And um, actually I can send this over to you, uh, Isabella, but uh, Ryan Holiday, are you mm-hmm. familiar with him? You know everyone I don't. No, I don't know. um, I, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, I post his uh, book, The Daily Stoic, like almost every day. But he actually used to be the former, he was the former uh, CMO at American Apparel and he's really young and he like launched a couple. Yeah, I'm sorry. uh, He wrote a couple of books on the topic on like stoicism. Oh, wasn't he, he was a CEO of American Apparel? CMO. Oh, okay. Okay. And then um, also he wrote a really wonderful book that, that I read early on in my career called Growth Hacker Marketing, which actually mm. I got inspired to read that after my first uh, startup. And I learned so much. You, oh, that's something I'd highly recommend to your audience. Mm. Growth okay. Hacker Marketing. It kind of talks you through just how to bootstrap, how to like yeah. launch, how to launch a company, how to market it, what to focus on, um, mm. and a bunch of strategies behind that. I think, yeah, it's a great book, but uh, Ryan Holiday was on Tim Ferriss's podcast a while back, and I think the episode title was like Workaholics Anonymous, and he talked about his experience literally going to um, a rehab clinic for wow. workaholicism. Wow. And for that same thing, he couldn't shut off. He was an overachiever, and the way he laid it out really resonated with me. He was like, you know, I if you – you know, answering to that email or, or, you know, messaging that Slack thing or doing this, taking care of this deliverable, you get that dopamine hit, you know, and it's the quick Mm -hmm. win. It's something you can control and it's something you can do when the rest of your life seems to be chaotic. If things aren't in your control, this Mm -hmm. is like your safe space that you know you can excel in. So I think having that Mm -hmm. self-awareness and seeing that, you know, okay, this is, you know, there are things outside of, my work that can bring me happiness and fulfillment. And then that'll, that'll get you the balance of where you want to be. And at the end of the day, I think that will elicit a better quality of work. You know, yeah. if, if you're more balanced and you're not sleep deprived and mm-hmm. burnt out, that makes yeah. sense. No, it makes total sense. And there is a true difference between like challenging yourself like oh you know I could work another hour if I really wanted to. I'm just kind of being a little bitch right now versus like, oh my God, I just, I can't do this anymore. I'm like on the verge of tears and I just need to disconnect. And I always empower my community. Like 
it's not sustainable to be pushing yourself 100%. Like you can't build a sustainable business like that. Um, I'm learning that now, like I am making myself take time off because if I go the rate that I'm going and getting as executing and doing as many launches as I have done in the past, then I'm going to burn out and, you know, Mm -hmm. burnout can last like one or two days, but the level that I'm operating at in my business is like, I'm going to burn out my company right? Like my audience is tired of my offers. They're going to get tired of like how much I'm, I'm consistently doing. Um, so you have to build a very sustainable business. Um, and I feel like this is a perfect switch into kind of going into design for your business. So do you have any like three, five quick, like tips, rapid fire of I, so let's, I'll paint the picture for you. I am a new online coach or aspiring online entrepreneur. I either have like a store or I'm selling my own services. And right now I've done all my branding just on Canva. I think it's pretty cute, but it's not as high level as it could be. I'm on Facebook. I am seeing girls with like their perfect designs and it looks so good. And I'm just comparing myself. What would you tell me? I DM you ladies all the time asking, what kind of content do you want to see from me? Thank you so much for your support, but I'm really here to help you with your Instagram, your business. So give it to me, girl. We'll hash it out right now. What do you need help with? And the number one response I get is, Isabella, I feel like my pics are really bomb and that my captions are great, but I don't know. I just feel like my engagement is just crazy low sometimes and the follow and follow is driving me nuts. And one of you guys actually put a little peanut emoji after nuts and it was so cute. Uh, but really, whenever I see a response like that, it really brings me back in the day when I was working in marketing, working in startups, and I was doing everything and anything to just make my Instagram account grow and for those of my clients as well. I was really just testing, doing different research methods, and I'll admit it right here, right now. I definitely had one of those bot apps for a moment, but what can I say? Like, I was just so desperate. It was wrong. It damaged my account. Don't do it. But it wasn't until I really started conducting extensive research on hashtags and really acknowledging their power. So it really helped me. I would I would do a lot of testing. I would pull different hashtags. And it would help me really trend on different hashtag pages. And one time I landed on the explore page, well, a couple times, and that's what really helped my account grow like crazy. So I had about 90 niche hashtags that I would continuously use. I'd switch them in and out in my captions and my engagement really started to grow and I was getting in front of my ideal follower. So today that little list of 90 hashtags has grown to over 4,000 niche categorized high growth top performing hashtags in over 90 categories and it is named the hashtag matrix and it's available for sale on my website www www.isabellasilverio.com. You could also find it in the link in my bio, but this is the thing. The categories and the hashtags in here are guaranteed to help you boost your engagement like crazy and get you in front of your ideal followers so that way they become your dream client. I have categories in female entrepreneurs, women in business, pregnancy, Etsy shops, lifestyle entrepreneurs, women in fitness. I even have Hispanic women in fitness, New York City, money, mindset, lettering. Like I have so many categories in there, you guys, there is definitely multiple that you can use. You can pull hashtags from any and all the categories, put them in your caption, use all 30, you know, create a block of 30 hashtags and watch your account grow like crazy. So this is how I've been able to grow my account. 
All of my clients use it and they absolutely love it. It's my number one selling digital download product. I definitely recommend you make this investment in your business. And because you're listening to this episode, you can use podcast at checkout to save some dollar dollar bills off. So if this is going to be an investment in your business, it's a small one and you should definitely make these moves forward. You are not too good for hashtags. They do not look spammy. They are going to help you get into your in front of your ideal follower and then you can converse with them, talk about your offer with them. It's super simple. I highly recommend it. And if you have any questions, just go ahead and DM me on Instagram. Say, hey, Isabella, I've talked about, I've heard about your matrix. Can, do you have this category? Let me know. What do you think? Is it a good fit for me? But I can tell you right now, it's a definitely a good fit for you. And I would hundred percent recommend it. So go ahead and get it at www.isabellasilverio.com. Use code podcast at checkout. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And now let's get back into this episode. Okay, so I think um I think at my heart I can think of like building a brand that converts as something that requires a lot of foundational work, right? So people think of branding and it's such a vague state, it's such a vague term, right? And um people think oh a logo, colors, you know, a pretty website. That's what and I they think of these visuals, right? But like when it comes down to it, branding is the emotions that people feel when I when they think of you, Isabella, like who you are, what you offer. When I think of you, I think of somebody that is smart as fuck, right? Aww. You bring a lot of value, but you're also playful, you're friendly, you're fun, you're tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the website, for instance, and the brand that we built for you, you go on your website and you feel that when you think mm-hmm. of Isabella and who you are and what you offer, like all those, those terms I just described, you go on your website and you feel that everything from your photos to the colors, your fonts are playful. Your CTAs on your buttons are playful. Mm-hmm. They're all like, give yeah. me the deets and they're written in your tone of voice. So I think that is the perfect encapsulation of like what I see as a good brand. And like, I mean, not to, toot, not to toot our horn, but we did a I good job. We crushed it. We yeah. crushed it. And I think you can attest to this, that it was very much so a collaborative thing. So I think when you outsource something like your brand or your website, it's not just like a one and done. You know, I think if you want the best, if you want the best possible final product, like you need to put your heart into it too. Totally. So um, I think uh, three tips I can throw out for, uh, for building a brand that really converts. I'll kind of talk you guys through those. So first and foremost defining your audience. So I think a lot of people tend to skip, tend to skip this step as strange as it seems like, and for, okay, for consistency purposes, I'll go back to my candle making uh, business analogy, right? So let's say, Mm -hmm. let's say I, you know, I want to like launch a candle making company. I feel like you should launch a candle making company. I really, what would you be wholeheartedly agree? Super quick pause. What would you do? Okay, I asked this question at the at the Wealth Babes getaway. If you can like open up a business that was like a brick and mortar, what would you sell? Oh my gosh, I really feel like it would be candles. No, I know what it would be. It would be drugs. It would be jewelry. It would be jewelry. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I would sell drugs, high profit margin. <laughs> or... Okay, what <laughs> what kind of drugs are we talking here? Um, like a cannabis shop. Yeah. Recreational. No like experimental I want to like psychedelic psychedelics yeah yeah yeah. or like 
just like croissants like just sell croissants <laughs> and like name it something that's like really encourages women to come in and like order carbs you know mm-hmm. and like make it super mm-hmm. programmable something like that but yeah yeah defining your audience yes 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 <laughs> so important so yeah I think I think it's all about reverse engineering it from your audience so before mm. you know I'll, I'll think of uh, I feel like with your audience uh, you know let's let's look at the realm of online entrepreneurs or like health health and wellness coaches right so let's yeah. say i'm uh let's say i'm an online nutritionist and you know i want i'm trying to figure out how to put my programs together or what i'm doing or whatever instead of me being like you know what i would love to create a high carb you know let's let's go against let's go against the current i want to do like a high carb diet and like mm-hmm. this and this and this Delicious. and i love I love strawberries. Strawberries are my favorite. So strawberries are going to be in, uh, on all my recipes. And you launch that and like nobody nibbles at it because you haven't done the, you haven't done the research of figuring out like, okay, what's going to sell? Like, what do people want? And how do I merge that with what I can bring to the table and what I like and what I'm good at? So I think, you know, maybe rep- repositioning it in that, in that instance of, you know, that girl that's launching that, you know, a online nutritionist, mm-hmm. maybe she can look at like, okay, what are like, what's trending right now, right? So let's, let's look at keto. A lot of people are, are in the keto space. So you have mm-hmm. to do, it's like this fine line of what's trending versus something that's super niche. So like, yeah. which by the way, very important question. Do you say niche or do you say niche? niche how do you pronounce it I say niche same niche and I love how you talked about like reverse engineering what your audience wants I could not preach this more to my clients is like you have to and everyone listening to this podcast you guys know how I feel about this but you have to tell them you have to not tell them what you think they what you want to tell them you have to tell them what they want to hear from you like have an ideal client in mind right um and every time i create content i just think of that one ideal client um her name is nelly that's my client avatar we can talk about her Mm -hmm. in another podcast um but and i also love how you talked about that your brand is so much of what your audience feels and thinks when your name comes up. And a lot of people in this space, in this online coaching space, female entrepreneurship, they are so not aware of who they are quite yet because they are so stuck in the hamster wheel of comparing themselves to others, right? It breaks my Mm -hmm. heart when I hear women compare themselves to me all the time. Like my friends Mm -hmm. tell me this, my, my followers, my clients, and it breaks my heart because every moment that they're comparing themselves to me or to someone else, it's a moment not spent on figuring out who they really are. And when you don't know who you are, you're not showing up as that on Instagram. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're trying to replicate someone else or something else that you like you know yeah. and that's and not gonna get see, it's not gonna get you anywhere you might see some results from that right like I have been seeing a lot of people copying my sales pages and all this stuff damn I know right and that, like I confronted a couple people but um mm-hmm. you might see people like copying and you might get some results by copying other people but truly 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 I went from making like in six months, like $20,000 by like kind of copying people, like within six months, making a total of 20 grand 
kind of copying people, kind of um, doing what I think I should be doing, not really owning of who I am. And as soon as I was like super authentic, really developed who I want to show up as online, I made like $150,000 in six months. It was Damn. It was crazy. Yeah. You're authentic and you showed up as you, you know, and I think, I think a lot of that comes down to owning it and, and not having that. It's like, it's like that little kid that's not willing to jump into the deep end and they're like, Oh, I'm going to like stick a toe in and then I'm going to walk. No, that's not going to do anything. You know, if Mm -hmm. you go all in and something I've always told you about yourself, but I value so much and respect your, your courage and your Um, willingness to be you and, and that it's so, that's so, that's so, that's so like epic. <laughs> yes. And it's so obvious. Like anybody that sees you, they just want to listen to you. Right. Oh, that's so, sweet. you know, I think that comes secondary there first, they fall in love with you and the person and what you bring. And then once you hook them in with that, then you kind of have your offers and the information that you bring to the table. So I think um, when it comes to defining your audience, I think you nailed it with the customer avatars. Um, I always tell my clients to you know, to pick like two or three and, Mm -hmm. you know, create like buyer personas for them, like what age range. And you can get as intricate as this as you want, or you can make it super vague, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like what do they do for a living? Where do they live? Um, What publications do they read? What podcasts do they listen Mm -hmm. to? And then look at those brands that you think- drink at the bar? Exactly. That's very important. I don't work with Cabernet Sauvignon girls who drink that on a Friday night at a bar. I'm like, go home and do that. Not cool. No. That's not cool. I know. I, I, I remember when I was like 22, I was at a bar one night and I think I was really hungover. So I couldn't stomach like bar. hard alcohol. And I was like, I was like, oh, I really want Chardonnay, but I don't want to be that asshole that's sitting at the bar ordering a glass of wine. So I had, I had the bartender pour in a rock glass for me with ice with a straw. And I was like, don't oh tell God. anyone I'm don't drinking tell. wine. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like I have a reputation. Wine at a club is really. I was just in Miami and like people are drinking wine. I'm like, you are literally that's uncomfortable. A dud. Uh, For real. <laughs> so that's For not real. my ideal client, but I agree yeah. with everything you're saying. Like knowing your client avatar and people do market research. This is gonna take time. Like I didn't just wake up one day and I knew who Absolutely. Exactly I was yeah. talking to. Like that's where the whole comparisonitis I think really stems from is like the lack of understanding of how long it really takes to see results but then you see Mm -hmm. like someone in your same field who oh my god another thing is like playing the big game like what you're saying like it's not just about showing up completely and being vulnerable to who can watch you on instagram it's i'm on on a soapbox now um (laughs) but but investing in yourself like play the big game like i've invested tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars in myself and obviously I saw a return because I put in the work mm-hmm, to show up mm-hmm, but people mm-hmm. want my results but aren't willing to level that yes up. yes you know? absolutely and your clients and I invested we'll talk about how much yeah. I <laughs> we'll talk about how much it was, I spent on it was a pretty it was a pretty penny but oh yeah I it think, was a risk it was a risk I, I think for for what you're the perfect example of this. And this is, I, I get asked this question all the time, right? Because I get people that look at my client lists and who I serve. And I think I've done, I, I've done a good job at like nichifying my offers and who I serve. And, you know, I am for the online entrepreneur. If you're a lawyer or, you know, you're a lumber company, I'm probably not going to build your website. Even if you pay me double of what I would normally get paid because I want to, I want every single client that I have to be a representation of my best work. And Mm. I feel like for the value, 
like I've done this time and time again, right? Sales page architecture and and strategy, I know like the back of my head. The back of my what head. is that? Tell tell the audience what a sales page architecture is. Yes. And so in long form, yeah. This actually is a great segue into number two of my tips, which was clarity. So that's clarity in your messaging um, and the problems you're solving. And then this is kind of, this also involves the visual identity, right? So I think copy is number one, like what, if you're building your own website, if you're buying a theme, you're kind of doing it yourself, copy, like copy, copy, copy. Even my clients that are copywriting. copywriting yeah I always assume that my client has no idea what these buzzwords are so I'm like so what's architecture so because I remember listening to podcasts and I'll be like what the fuck are they talking about so I like and you're like googling every other word sorry guys so let me clarify for uh when I use the term copy I'm used I'm saying like text like the words on your website right yes so uh so sales pages I think are they're literally like a long form sales page is an art and a science. So if you look around, like Isabella, your sales page is a perfect example of this, right? They're very like blueprintish. So they always have like the hook statement, the, I was once in your shoes statement, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, they talk, they go through the buyer's journey. And it's funny because a long form sales page is one of the only instances where like oftentimes you'll go through three, four or five stages of a buyer's journey. Like it's, it does such an excellent, a well done one does such a good job at showing you like oh hey making the the reader realize like oh I have a cut and then oh shit my cut's infected and then oh shit my my there's like blood spewing all over this and then oh wait I need to get a band-aid to put over it and I can heal you know so Mm. take them through every step of that I thought that was going to go into like, I'm going like to be amputated. Amputation. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think uh, the one, uh, a very valuable tidbit I'd love to give your listeners is really honing in on your copy. And I think mm, there are some so hard very some valuable. People. Yeah. There, there are some great resources out there. Um, I think uh, first and foremost, if, are you familiar with Don, Donald Miller, Isabella? Oh yeah, my best friend forever literally teaches me how to make zillions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you guys, Donald Miller. He's, we're not really friends, brand. people. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, for like, a second I was like, respect your friends. You know, <laughs> your yeah. best friend. What? Donald Miller. He's um. Yeah, you go ahead. He's he's amazing. Everyone needs to like yes. consume everything. So he, puts out. he he is all about storytelling, and as a brand you know, you should nudge people through this, you should nudge people through this journey. And he has a couple of like main pillars of what he does. I think the most important one being like, as uh, you as a brand, you should never be the hero. You paint your customer as being the hero. You're just there to guide them and give them the tools to become the hero. So I always Mm -hmm. like to write all my sales page copy or any website copy around that, you know, and not be so egocentric. Like, I do, I, you know, I'm the best candle maker in all, all of town and da, 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 da. that's why you want to work that. with me. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's about, it's, it's, it's more like being vulnerable, being open and giving people the, the tools to succeed themselves. So mm. Donald Miller, he also has a, a wonderful, um, 
podcast too. I think it's story brand. Um, it's excellent. And then, uh, Dan Kennedy is like the OG long form copywriter. Like mm. he has a book. I'm blanking out on the name of it, but that'll if a lot, girl. build a sales. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you guys need to build a sales page, like I'd highly recommend diving into Dan Kennedy. And he like taps into all these principles that like Socrates and like Shakespeare, mm. you know, and Steven Spielberg, like that's how they, you know, about like the hero's journey and all these other things and that's I think nailing that's really important to get the general flow and then when it comes to like specifically the words that you're using this goes back to audience right so like Mm. how what what's your tone of voice and what's your brand messaging and how is that going to attract your your ideal um your Mm. ideal dream client and there are I think first and foremost uh I always like to tell people to put together a wordsmithing guide so that, That's for cute. me, I always do this with new projects, right? So I always do, I list out nouns, verbs, adjectives. Let's say you are, you're a health coach, right? Mm-hmm. What are some nouns you use to describe yourself if you don't want to use the word health coach? Wait, you know? can I be an if you don't want to... coach? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> asking for a friend. <laughs> I had breakfast. I had brownies for the past three meals. I am not a health coach. Um, asking yeah, for a friend. So, yeah, so, I remember you know, we did instead this. Of yeah, it, instead of using the word coach, maybe you want to use strategist or architect mm. or something like that. Guru. So you list those out, right? And then, yeah, and then and then you list out verbs and adjectives describing yourself. And then underneath that, you do nouns, verbs, and adjectives for your customer or your client, you know, because you mm. never want to refer to them as customers or clients. You know, what do you want to call them? Women, I help, you know, like your I help statement, right? Right. You help, you help women, you help overachievers, you help students, whatever that might be list that all out and then use this document as the holy grail to like put copy together from everything from Mm -hmm. your tagline to your headers to everything and your instagram captions too absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely and then um i think you're a great example of this too but like going back into like okay what's your broader brand personality so like you know uh list three adjectives that describe you so isabella you're knowledgeable you're quirky sassy you're 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 sassy yes knowledgeable sassy friendly yeah you know so I relatable whatever you want to use and then find a bunch of words that resonate with those descriptors and that's how you'll find like you know for instance for me uh on my website on brand up's website uh above our instagram feed we have let's jam on instagram you know oh and then uh, like you your ctas are fun and like you throw those but for instance if I ran an accounting firm I would absolutely not put that on my website everything would be professional knowledgeable absolutely yeah Yeah. so um I think really positioning all of your copy around the audience that you serve and also your personality to tap back into that authenticity that I think was really your secret sauce like being authentically and confidently yourself throwing that into your copy and not being in that safe zone that comfort zone of like the buy now no like throw some Mm -hmm. personality in there some people might not like it but the people that it sticks with, they're going to be obsessed and then they're going to be really, really loyal. And I think that's what it's all about. It's about finding the brand evangelist, you know, what and the only tell... way you're going to do that is putting yourself out there. Oh yeah. The evangelist. Well, yeah, we'll definitely, I have so much to speak on that. What, what would you say to someone who's like, I'm just not creative. I'm just not a creative person. Um, yeah, I think you have walls up. You're creative. You're putting, you're restricting yourself and you're not putting yourself out there. It's like, 
It's like that person that doesn't want to dance, you know? It's like that oh person Oh my God, that's I hate those people. Art. Yeah. Sorry. It's like it's oh, dance. creativity is self-expression. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying you're not creative, that means you're afraid to express yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think, and that's what, you know, niching down is really all about. It's not creating this general safe vanilla. Vanilla is the opposite of niche, right? Mm-hmm. And vanilla is that lack of creativity and self-expression. And that's not what, you don't want to cast a wide net. You want to really, uh, you want to attract that super niche audience and speak mm-hmm. directly to them. So all of the copyright and all the visuals that you create will resonate with them. So I think number one, focus on copy. And then the second part of that, when it comes to uh, really building something that's clear is your visuals. So then you build your visual identity for your brand that mm-hmm. resonates with like the adjectives you use to describe yourself, your audience, all that. And I think for the newbie, for the ones that don't want to, you know, spend what you spent on your brand identity, there's yeah. certainly, there's so many ways to create something beautiful. But I think what, what's really important is that it's polished and that it looks like clean and sophisticated and professional. Like, please don't go on Canva and make your own like logo. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, again, you're the perfect example of this, right? So when you launched, you were, you started as Guava Empowerment, correct? Yes. Is that your brand name? That is my brand name. That's my company's name, Guava Empowerment. I remember I made a logo on Adobe Illustrator and it was just like two water. I selected the water color brushstroke and that's what I used. And I just like downloaded a font from Defonts, like something unique. And I operated in like the tackiest logo ever for a really long time. So I'm telling like the newbies and people like you don't need to have it all figured out right away. Like I have invested back into my business, back into my business. And as long as money keeps coming out, I'm going to keep doing it and keep improving. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Don't and just I like, think, yeah, go ahead. And I, I think I don't want people to be overwhelmed and say like, shit, like I can't afford, you know, I can't afford to spend a few grand on a visual visual identity. Like what do I do? So mm-hmm. I think what it, the way you have to kind of see it is like your brand with training wheels. So like if I launch a comp- company tomorrow, if I'm like, this is what I'm doing, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a Instagram coach, it's what I want to do. Like, what if, if I had invested 10 grand on a website, a uh, visual identity on email campaigns on this and this and this, and then you, 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 put, you throw your, you launch your product and it doesn't stick. And there was some, you know, there was some sort of snafu, either your heart wasn't in there or the audience wasn't right or something. And you're like, shit, I need to pivot you have to redo all that. So that's kind of the beauty and bootstrapping and DIYing in the beginning because you kind of do it with the intention of like, oh, I'm going to reinvest this. I'm going to reinvest back into my company after six months of, you know, bringing it, of bringing in profit. And that's when I know I've, that's, you know, I've, I've proven my concept and that's kind of a big takeaway I learned from working at startups too. It's always like they use that term proof of concept. Right. So like you kind of, you beta test and you prove a concept. So let's call that your first launch, your beta test, mm-hmm. you know, and you have your scrappy brand, you have your website theme that you put together and it works, right? People, it's your product or your service is really resonating with people. You really, uh, your, uh, your, your target audience is really like sticking to you. Then you're like, okay, shit, I'm going to reinvest. And then that's just like you did, right? So how long into your business until uh, you started working with us, Isabella? I was about nine months in 
probably like seriously doing the work um probably had like a one or two months in the beginning where I was like I don't know if I'm going to do this business let's just like keep working at it um but I remember how scary it was for me to um invest like I don't know like I, th I think in total since we've been together like for all my pages it was like around ten twelve thousand dollars and I remember how scary that was mm -hmm. and it is scary and like but also I want people listening to this podcast please do not invest that much in a website in your first like six months. Absolutely um, not. You do yeah. not need it. You don't need it. I built my first website on Wix. I did all my own design work or there's like Upwork or like little, you know, mm -hmm. freelance things that everyone has their own opinion about. But there are ways to make money online without having like a high level branding kit done. And I made a really decent amount of money before even in reinvesting back into branding because I understood proof of concept you need to make sales first um, mm -hmm. Instagram is free like you don't need a website on Instagram either like you don't need any of that you just need to show up every day and like yep on the be on the vehicle that is going to drive you the most sales which is probably Instagram for most people listening 100%. And I think this is a good segue into item my third tip. Good segue. Consistency. Uh, you know, I think showing up cohesive across all touch points. So whether it's this brand that you made yourself, like I think having that cohesive and consistent tone of voice on your Instagram captions and your website and your emails, and then having the same fonts or color usage across all three as well. I think consistency really breeds legitimacy. So I I think that's a really important thing for people, you know, if let's say you don't have anything super professional right now, as long as it's consistent, I think it's super important. And I think, um, you know, with, uh, when it comes to websites, this is a question I get all the time. So mm -hmm. we do custom WordPress sites, custom Kajabi websites, and mm -hmm. we're the only, um, we're the only agency that, that really specializes in building and designing custom Kajabi. If you look at a lot of Kajabi sites, they're yeah. super janky. Yeah. But, um, and also we do Squarespace. Um, platforms like Wix are excellent mm -hmm. if you want to put something up yourself. And also Squarespace is really good too. It's beautiful. If you're into like the whole like Modern. minimal Scandinavian look, absolutely like Scandinavian the Squarespace look. route. They're like a bunch of really beautiful, um, beautiful uh, themes you could go with on that route. And there are some, um, if you, I don't know if you're familiar with Go Live. Go Live uh, mm -hmm. is a great resource for Squarespace themes. And then also, um, if you guys want to DM me, actually, I can point you in the right direction with, um, I designed a couple of Kajabi themes for um, this company called Launch Today. So I can oh, direct cool. you guys to that. But there are ways to theme of, to you know build a theme you know build out a theme build out a template but girl you got to do the work you got to write that copy you know look up some Dan Kennedy some Ray Edwards some Donald Miller figure out these blueprints for copywriting and then figure out your tone of voice put it like apply it to that website and then when it comes to the visual brand component um, I actually launched a brand shop for this purpose so like mm, yes. I have go you know, into brand shop my, it's the best thing ever. So, yeah, so I actually formulated this concept when I was at Pays to Be Brave. And mm -hmm. I was I remember and we had a conversation yeah, about it. Yeah. That was that was when we met in real life. I know, it was so fun. Sparks <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. If you real. guys Isabella Fangirly. was like I remember talking to my boyfriend after and he was like, you know, we we're kinda having a little debrief. He was like, dude, he was like every who's like, who is that? He was like, Who is that Isabel Isabella with like the cash money outfit? He was like, Everybody loved her. 
like verbatim oh God, he said that so nice yeah so <laughs> it was you guys and i would highly if pays to be brave this year is gonna be I don't insane know how it's top it can you give us they're tripling name? it's gonna be 1500 people like the speakers i was actually talking to angie about this the other day the speakers the lineup for that they're having a whole biohacking day like it's gonna be Damn. off the chain you guys and i'm gonna be there Isabella's gonna be there I'm gonna be holler there. at your girls but, I wonder um, what I'm gonna wear I have to top it you top have to outfit. yeah maybe I need hit help up pizza hit up pizza, pizza slime, slime. He, has some, <laughs> he has some gear like is this Gav gear does he should I wear he has gear yeah, yeah okay interesting I will make a um, note of that <laughs> but uh you know I was there and I was doing and this is actually another good pointer for for you women trying to define your audience and figure out their pain points while I was at Pace to be Brave, I asked people left and right. I was like, you know, yeah, what's stopping you from launching your company? Where are you at? Because the audience at Pace to be Brave, and I, this is a general statement, like, Isabella, I would look at you as, like, my ideal client for my Aww. agency, right? So, like, the clients that I have served, like, I've done branding and website for you, for Angie Lee, for Rachel Bell, and, like, Trill mm-hmm. Media and OCA. Um, I'm working right now with Boss Babe and Natalie Ellis. Mm, yeah, Classy. Um, I'm working with yeah, cla- Classy and Natalie, and then also um, Doc Jed Bit. So they're the very yeah, big online names. entrepreneurs. Like that's my ideal audience, and a lot of uh, a lot of my clients were at Pace to Be Brave. But for the most part, girls that were there were newbies. They're in that stage mm-hmm. where you were like a year and a half, two years ago, where they couldn't mm-hmm. invest that much money into into their uh, branding right. or website. So I was like, I, I I was trying to figure out a way to like create something to empower them to launch because so many of them were like intimidated and overwhelmed they're like I can't I don't want to launch because like I don't know what to do about like this and this and this and even Instagram like you're talking about Instagram as being like that first tangible touch point like people still want to create something visually cohesive on Instagram like what Mm -hmm. filters do I use what colors do I use like they get in their heads yeah and I'm all about launching so yeah um, I know get over it yeah, seriously. I formulated um, I formulated this uh, brand shop, which is basically a way for people to get a brand identity built in uh, mm-hmm. two to three days at one, it's like one seventh the price of working with a brand designer one-on-one. So uh, my brands, uh, the brands are under, it's under 400 bucks. And um, right now I launched with, I have about seven logos right now and every month I'm releasing new ones. So the way it it. works is you go into the brand shop, you pick a logo that you like upon Mm -hmm. purchasing it, you get access to my library of color palettes and Mm -hmm. my library of font combinations which is like a header font and a body font and usage rules for your website that you, that you can use not only for your website, but like your social media graphics and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, in a small handful of days, we uh, customize the logo that you chose to your business name, your color palette of choice, and we package it up in a brand guide PDF. So that way, anytime yeah. you hire somebody, let's say you go on 99designs or Fiverr and you hire somebody to make an oh, email banner. I hate those you, places. <laughs> seriously, but you got to kind of do it in the beginning, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you have no I did it myself. No... Damn, I like girl. <laughs> I did it all myself in the beginning. I literally did everything. I still do, honestly. And but... you want to know something, a fun little fact? Mm-hmm. Even at some of the more, um, some of the more like well-funded startups that I worked at, mm-hmm. sometimes we would outsource things on to... Uh, like Upwork and 99designs and Fiverr. So you can't, you can't actually get really good talent on that, but you need to be clear about 
what you, you know, you're not going to get the strategic agency. You're going to get somebody that that's either creative or somebody that's technical, but you need to give them all the tools. So like the brand guide PDF is the tools to create something legit for you, you know, whether it's yeah. Instagram, it's something for Instagram or your website or whatever. And then when you do buy a theme or template, you plug in all the colors and fonts in your brand guide. So I think mm. that's one of the main things when I see a website that I could tell somebody did themselves, they use the most generic fonts like Arial. Is, how do you say is oh, it oh Arial? Who uses Arial? Yeah, Arial. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what I mean? Like the very like just super basic ones. And yeah. um, you know, there's no something. there's no sense of, of I'm sorry. No, I was saying that you have to use something that is not like people have seen before, but that's also not like the curliest, most illegible font ever, like something higher level. Absolutely. And you can go on Pinterest too and just like learn about this stuff too, you guys. Like this isn't knowledge that you can just, you know, you have to be smart to acquire. Like you have to just be smart in the terms of like, I think smart people figure it the fuck out. Like Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think people are lazy and they just want like, Oh, I'm not good at being creative. Oh, I'm not good at design. Where in reality, they're just lazy and like, you don't want to do the work. Yeah. You don't want to do the work. You don't want to do the work. And, um, and also, uh, I, I put a lot of love into brand ups Pinterest account. So for some of you out there that Pinterest, go on Pinterest, like go, uh, go on my website and, uh, I'm sure we'll link that below, but go on my website and click the um, Pinterest icon. I have a few boards that I usually, I created these boards. I have meticulously curated these boards for my clients. So when I do any onboarding for either a web, a brand, or an Instagram project, mm-hmm. it's all like, we do like three mood boards each. We do a type, type of typography mood board. We do a color mood board. We do a web structure mood board, all yeah. that. So if you want some inspiration, check those out. And I think from everything from colors and fonts, there is also that fine line of like keeping your finger on the pulse of like trends, but at the same time, not being so just because every basic Becky has, you know, a, a watercolor stroke don't, and you hate it. That doesn't mean yeah. you have to do it. You know, there are yeah, things that real. you can merge what you like with what's trending. Mm. And if Pinterest is a great way to see what's trending, I think there's a publication called the die line that I'm obsessed mm. with. Um, I'm always, you know, just look at different brand and web publications, online digital publications and see, mm-hmm. see what's in trend. And like, honestly, Google it, Google it. Like, look at, let's say you want to make your own logo, Google like 2019 logo trends, you know, and it'll all, lay it all out. Like remove yeah. the drop shadow, remove the bold typography, you know, yeah. create something layered, create something stacked, create something <laughs> minimal, remove, contemporary, remove clean the lines. drop shadow. I'm sorry. <laughs> my one mission remove the drop shadow remove the <laughs> If that's the one, my contribution to the world, it'd be to remove the drop shadow. Remove the comic. I'm like, remove the comic Sam. What are you you still doing with that? Get out of here. Get out of here. Also not figure it out. And you can go on over to brandup.inc. No, (laughs) brandup.inc. And you can just throw some cash at the problem, which is one of my favorite things to do. And Anna can take really good care of you. You can have a high level design beautiful color palette options your brand could look just like mine for not as much as I would pay for it because you don't have to spend ten thousand dollars you could spend much 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 absolutely much much less and the thing too what I love about your site Isabella this is the case for your homepage, and then also we're building a couple of extra sales pages together right now but dude your mood boarding with Isabella helped us 
hone in on so many style elements. Like for instance, the floral elements and the gold boxes we put around oh, those were all. That. So we custom design an element for each one like of our clients. I started a trend for that because now I'm seeing that in other places. Oh, for sure. You know people saying? love people love well you did you cutting. did you did the thing i didn't know <laughs> but that was you that was based on what you wanted you literally mm-hmm. pinned three or four watercolors that were like floral and i was like all right let's work with this so we created yeah. your own design right. element and exactly. i think having uh you know for instance if if you if you're more minimalist which my taste naturally i love minimalism right mm-hmm. so you can still have a design element on a minimalist website but it could be something like you know uh, like wireline boxes or mm. different like s- different colored sections or something like that and I think having your own stamp on it I think is really important but yeah but um, let's kind of go into like closing words and like final advice so um, so Anna what advice would you give final words parting words with the guava tribe uh, we know to find your brand um, brand ID packages at the brand up shop brandup.inc use code guava for some dollar bills off but what is the one thing that you really want the audience to really get take away with them um, that can make them feel more powered confident and again high level make more sales in their business um, I think I think jump into the deep end you know don't mm. don't limit yourself to these beliefs of like oh I'm not creative or I've never built a sales page before, or I don't, you know, I don't have brand photos to work with. Like, put, like, just dive in, put something out there, and do the work. Do the work yeah. in like figuring out your audience. Like, all these these really important foundational elements of branding are, it's just foundational work that you put in, and there's no visuals associated with it, right? It's about knowing your audience. And then figuring out how you're going to speak to them and how you're going to reach them and how you, what you create is going to resonate with them. And then once you're ready for that stage, then you build, a vi- then you build the visuals, you build the brand, you build the website. You could, do, you could DIY both of them. Whenever you're ready for it, come to me and yeah. I will like, ignite your brand to the next level. Uh, you know, I put a lot of strategy and a lot of visual design and storytelling into everything that I do. So mm-hmm. um, I think I've been able to really work some magic with a lot of people in this space but uh but yeah definitely if you're stuck to hit up the brand shop go on go on the website click brand shop and you'll check out the our pre-made logos that will customize to you again use guava to save some money um and let me know what you think you know you guys uh, i'm always open i'm always happy to chat with any of you seriously i'm not just Mm -hmm. saying that i respond to every single one of my dms so where can people find you Anna doing things. <laughs> I love that. When I found out that was your username, I was like, that's everything. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Isabella eat, like mine should have just been like Isabella eating pastelitos or something like that. Like I know. I want to rebrand when I retire and it's gonna be Anna eating things. So when you retire. Let's be honest. Yeah, when I retire. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also you guys can find brand up at we are brand up and you'll find a lot more insights into like the specifics of what we do there as well as like our client work things like that I always uh my personal accounts like 50 50 like literally me posting memes or eating or my coffee and half of it is I try to throw out some good tidbits and nuggets for you guys too so you'll find some 50 50 in there Thank you so much, Anna, for being on the show. And everybody go check out Anna. Follow her on Instagram. Check out her website. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.